Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Professor Burgess, along with Professor Bussey, uh, we are going to be talking on this episode to Eric Metaxas. His new book it, it, it launched on October the nineteenth, uh, and it asked the question: Is atheism dead? Uh, you know, Eric has been on the show many times. He's the host of the Eric Metaxas Show, also Socrates in the City. He has all sorts of New York Times uh, bestsellers. A fish out of water, Martin Luther. If if we you can keep it, Bonhoeffer, miracles, uh, seven women, seven men, amazing grace. The list goes on and on and on. He has a line of children's books. If you've never seen those, that are fantastic on Squanto and the miracle of Thanksgiving. Uh, it's time to sleep, my love, and uh, just uh, a lot. Uh, if you think if you say Eric Metaxas, it includes a lot. So Bubba, we're going to unpack the latest book. Is atheism dead? Uh, on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Eric, welcome back, sir. Glad to have you on yeah. again. Yeah, there he is. I love, <clears throat> I love being with you guys, and I, I, as you know, I love this country. And just because I live in New York City doesn't mean I don't wish I weren't down there in the South with you. When I heard you pronounce the title of my book, most people say, "Is atheism dead?" Yeah, right. How can I get a copy? of is atheism dead but you didn't say that no 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 rick you said is atheism dead yeah that's right <laughs> is it dead is it dead yeah well you know why we still have you in new york you can't keep everybody in the safety spots we have to send our people to where I'm the battle you, where the battle I'm in, is going I'm in a on. danger zone I'm, I'm in new york city but look here's here's the good news i get to travel around the country I am right now in Kansas City, Kansas, because, you know, I'm in a hotel room here. This yeah. is not my this is not New York City, but I love to get around. But I especially love it when I'm hanging out with people who say things like, is atheism dead? That's right. Dead. Is it dead? Well, hey, there's just no need to be in a big If it ain't dead, yet. it needs killing. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> hey, and, you know, we can say, hey, I mean, I, I talked to Eric Metaxas. And uh, so anyway, let's let's talk about because when you're on the on the on the radio show, uh, it was about to be released, uh, so we are familiar with the book. But now it has been released. It came out on the nineteenth of October, and and when you go out and say what you're saying, uh, which is and, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, you may still say you're agnostic, but due to all the evidence that we have now uncovered, uh, as uh, the New York Times tried to tell us in the '60s, is God dead? You're, you're countering that, saying based on the evidence, uh, the idea of atheism, meaning I can prove that God does not exist, you're saying that that worldview is dead. Uh, correct. I think, you know, it's a funny thing. The, the trend we've been hearing our whole lives is science is goes against faith. It's pushing faith and God out of the picture. You keep hearing that, hearing that, hearing a lot of people don't believe it, but you hear it and you probably internalize some of that in the way you process things. Well, when I realized that, ironically, since the 60s, since we've been hearing this lie about being God being dead and science being the new religion, ironically, the evidence from science has been piling up and piling up and piling up to the point where no one ever pays any attention to it. But when you finally look at it, which is why I wrote this book. It's mind-blowing. There's no way around it. There is not a possibility that there's not a creator God. You can't prove to somebody, oh, you got to be a Christian. Or you got. I mean, you know, at, at some point, God has to be the one who touches a person's heart. But intellectually, 
the evidence has piled up and I put it in this book to show people that, listen, once upon a time in the old days when we were stupid and ignorant, we could say things like, is God dead? But in these enlightened times, with science being able to show us things that we could never have dreamt of in the 60s or before that, we can now say atheism is dead. If you want to be an agnostic, yes, that you can have, you can be intellectually respectable and have a conversation and say, I'm agnostic, I, I have questions. But to say that I know there's no God, science is against you if you say that at this point. And I wrote the book to get the word out because a lot of times people have this insecurity about their faith. Like, well, I think, you know, atheists are more, more about facts or more about re rationality. That is a lie. That is totally wrong. And we need to know uh, that it's wrong. We need to know why it's wrong. And I, I guess I wrote the book too, because I thought I want to write a book for average people. Cause a lot of people aren't going to read the science books. There are great people out there, you know, who did all this real work. And basically, I stole their stuff and put it in my book. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Eric. Let me let me ask you this. Let, let's look at the at the hard definitions. When you say you're an atheist, what exactly does that mean? You believe, or what do you think you have proof of? When somebody says flat out, "I'm an atheist," I'm I've gotten to a point where I really think that they themselves don't know what it means. They're angry about maybe some person of faith treated them wrong, or maybe they had a bad experience, or I don't know what, but it, it's almost like this tribal identity. Like I'm an atheist and you're one of those religious people and you're stupid. I think that a thoughtful atheist, and I write about this in the book, that a really thoughtful atheist is very different. They're the people like Jean-Paul Sartre, Albert Camus, the French existentialists, who when they looked at a world without God, because they really believed it in the 40s and 50s, they believed like we're living in a world without God. And they weren't angry about it. They, they were just thought this is just the way it is now. That's what the evidence shows. Mm -hmm. But they saw the bleakness of it. They saw the horror of a world where we're alone and there's no meaning. They really understood that. But the new atheists, people like Hitchens and Dawkins, who I write about at the end of this book, they're really like adolescent in their view. And they kind of act like, hey, it's great. There's no God. And, you know, I can do whatever mm -hmm. I want. And nobody's looking over my shoulder. That's really childish. And so I want to say to people, if you want to be an, an intellectually serious atheist, you no longer can be. You can still be uh, upset about different things and different religions and stuff. But to say you're an atheist, it, at this point, we have too much evidence. There is a creator who created the universe, who created life. You might not know his name. I do. But you might not know his name. That's fine. We can talk about it. But don't tell me that this universe, that this planet, that life on this planet emerged out of random, out of pure chance, that is no longer intellectually possible. So a person who asserts that is an atheist. And I don't believe a serious person wants to say he's an atheist. I think if you want to say I'm an agnostic uh, and I'll never go to church, you could say that. But to say you're an atheist, I think it's become, it's sort of silly. Yeah, I mean, you, you can say... I don't want to be part of the program, I, you know, and we all believe God gives us free will to do that. But it's kind of hard to keep saying that there's not some type of intelligent design. I mean, even by the harshest critic, when you look at our atoms in our finger, our molecules, our DNA, all the way up to planets and moons and solar systems and galaxies, 
And the more that we've seen with the even the Hubble Space Telescope, because Eric, uh, I, I'm a big space guy. I love space, love science. We have seen things that we've never seen before at the far reaches of the known universe. We know it's spreading out. We know it's accelerating, which goes against all of our physics that we have currently on Earth. And it's really created a problem because somebody is in charge of this thing. But, that, but isn't that the point? The only way around this today, I mean, in 1950, you could say, well, the facts are on my side and we haven't proved that the universe is expanding and we believe life emerges out of the prebiotic soup four billion years ago on planet Earth without any God. And we believe all this stuff happened without, okay, great. Fast forward today, the facts are so arrayed against you in believing that, that if you insist that there is no intelligent designer, I mean, I know it's the God of the Bible, but you don't have to believe that. You just have to deal with the science and say, it's obvious this was designed. If you don't want to do that, what you're going to do is you're going to do one of two things. You're just going to ignore the evidence. You're going to be like the people who refuse to look through Galileo's telescope. They said, we don't want to know. Uh, Galileo says, come on, like, don't take my word for it. Just you see for yourself. Look, look, here's the evidence. They refused to look at the evidence. There are always going to be people like that. They don't want to know. There's something inside them that says, I can't live with that. I don't want to know. So they refuse to, to, to read my book. They refuse to listen to somebody talking about the evidence. They just look away. Or, or and this is really even crazier, they make fun of people who believe in the God of the Bible. They will create a theory that you want to talk about no evidence. You want to talk <laughs> about crazy. They'll say, for example, yes, I agree with you. This universe is obviously perfectly calibrated on a level that is so breathtaking, it's, it's almost unbelievable. Every aspect of this universe, of this planet, once you study it scientifically, which we can do today, you see the level of perfection. But what they say is, oh, oh it looks like design. It's not design. Here's what it is. There, it, there are zillions of universes and we just happen to be luckily living in the one that's perfectly calibrated by total chance. Right. Now, that takes an infinity of faith more than it does to believe in what's actually true. But there are people that are so hostile to the idea of God or faith on any level that they will turn themselves inside out to either just avoid seeing what's in front of them or to come up with something as crazy as a multiverse theory. And I think it's time we lovingly called them out and said, listen, nobody can force you to believe what I believe, but facts are facts. You can't have your own science. You can't have your own math. There are certain things that it's, it's too late. Okay. In 1950, 1960, you know, you could say this stuff and a lot of people would say, well, who, who's to say, well, now we have the evidence. It is piled up over the decades. I mean, the fine tuned universe, that's like the big one. Christopher Hitchens was asked, What's the number one argument on the side, the God people? You, you debate them all the time. What's the, in a rare moment of candor, because he was usually vicious and nasty, he said, oh, it's the fine-tuned argument. And he made it really clear that's the one we atheists take seriously. Now, I'm here to say that the more evidence piles up, the more it is impossible for anybody. And again, you know, it's kind of funny. People are telling me science is pushing faith out. And now I'm telling you, no. This God's 
flip the script. The more science we know, the more it is pointing to God. And the only way around it is for people to avoid this information, which is why I wrote the book, Is Atheism Dead? Or Is Atheism Dead? <laughs> I can't tell you how much it blessed me to hear you say that. Atheism Dead, and it sure is dead. And uh, what's left of it needs killing. So honestly, I, I really think that people, there are people that are very, for some reason, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. And I'm here to say, look, we, it's a free country. We could believe what we want, but I dare you to look at the facts because the facts are mind blowing. All right. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more with Eric Metaxas is atheism dead. Uh, and, <laughs> and you can get it wherever books are sold now. And we're going to discuss more about what the book, uh, it, it, this is going to be a resource that I think every single person, if you, if you're someone who says, look, I believe in God. And again, you, you, you may not believe the same thing about God that we do, but if you're a person of faith and you believe in, in a creator, uh, and you say, but can I defend it? This book will go a long way uh, to to help you defend what you believe. And we'll continue with that conversation when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. All right, so we are living in a time, Bubba, that I know you're, you, you're the high-tech guy, and we love the technologies that we have. But you always know this. Every time there's something good, there's always people that try to manipulate it into something bad. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and when we use uh, you know, the Internet and we get all the information and we do all the streaming, well, guess what? There's people watching what we're doing, and then they want our information, and then they go and they sell our information to people who then want to hassle us. Uh, but you can continue to enjoy what you're doing online uh, and get back uh, you know, the, the invisibleness that we all want. You, you want to be you want to be anonymous when you're out doing what you're doing. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can to prevent IPSs from seeing your internet activity. Do what we do: protect all your devices with ExpressVPN. So, what is this? Well, it's, it's a simple app for the computer or the smartphone or, or whatever you want to use it for. It encrypts all the network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activities. So think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, the list of people that you've messaged, sites you visited, videos that you've watched, they're all getting tracked by the tech giants who can then sell your information for a profit. Uh, and so we recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity. You just download the app. Even I can use it. You know, For Bubba to be able to use it, it's not a big deal. But for me to be able to use it, it really is. Uh, tap one button on your device and you're protected. Uh, so the ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing down the connection. I know you were concerned about that. It's it's rated number one by uh, the VPN service. is rated number one by CNET and The Verge. So here's what you do. Stop hand, handing over your personal data to the ISPs and the other tech giants who mine the activity and then they sell it off. Protect yourself with the VPN that we trust and have and have your privacy back online. ExpressVPN.com slash Rick Bubba. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S VPN.com slash Rick Bubba to get an extra three months for free. Go to ExpressVPN.com slash Rick Bubba right now and learn more. Eric Metaxas is our guest on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. The book is, Is Atheism Dead? Uh, Eric says, yes, it is. Uh, and, and, and science has proven that. Eric, I have to know the book has now been released and it's available and we have all the information at rickandbubba.com. Uh, what has been the response? Because you're doing the – you're not allowed to do what you're doing. Uh, and when you when you come out and say, look, I'm going to tell you, because what happens, what we see in stories we cover all the time, stories I'm sure you cover on your show, 
uh, is that the people who oppose the thought of there being a God, they're, they've been saying all along, as you said, well, there is no God because you need to stop all this believing in God and just believe in science. But, but then we've noticed with all sorts of things, gender, uh, one, uh, climate change, if you ever say, well, okay, here's what the science says, then all of a sudden they hate science. Uh, and, and they, <laughs> oh, they got it, their own science. It, it's, it's like a little child, like you said, I want to believe a certain thing, and I'll tell you that something refutes it, and if you use yeah. that very thing against me, then I'll hate that thing too. I mean, we saw this in Oregon when a, when a, not, was a person who did it was not a person of faith. She was a scientist when she told all these students, look, I'm telling you, uh, it, biology tells you, even if you want to follow the science, which we're always told to do, uh, really they should say, follow my preferred science. But, but when the professor said, I'm telling you, there's only two genders to these college students. That's, that's not a that's There's not, an XX and yeah, an XY. That's it. Science says they're two. They got up and walked out. And, and they, they were the same people saying, follow the science. Are you seeing the same thing? <laughs> you're coming back and saying, all right, I'll use this science you're talking about because we believe God created science. And, and, and in the early days, uh, the scientists believed God was revealing himself mm-hmm. through science. Uh, but now, what, what has been the response? Well, first of all, uh, two responses. Number one, the book ha- has sold so well out of the gate, in part thanks to folks like you, uh, by let me talk about it, that uh, they they had supply issues. Now that just could be the build back Brandon, you know, scheme to keep everything in the cargo ships uh, until we're all we're all dead, until the species of uh, uh, is dead. But the build back Brandon, uh, uh, you know, situation with 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 the supply chain, that's a good problem because it means the book is selling so much. And I, and again. I just don't think there's anything like this book, which is why I got so excited to, to write it. So the response has been great, but you you still have people, that, and this is where sometimes, and especially Christians, you got to fight. You got to fight for what is right and what is true. And agreeing with somebody who's flat out crazy, you're not loving them. You are uh, patronizing them. To love somebody is to tell them the truth, or at least not to go along with their lie. So you will notice that critical race theory, all the madness, the transgender madness, it comes out of what we'll call cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism is atheism. You cannot have cultural Marxism. You cannot have big state Marxism, socialism, communism, without a belief that there is no God. And I'll tell you who God is. I am God. I'm the state, and I'm going to tell you what to think. I'm going to tell you what truth is. There is no truth only power. That's the voice of the devil. And that is what atheist, communist countries around the world have pushed. Their greatest fear is truth. Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, one word of truth outweighs the world. There's something powerful about truth. And I want to say that um, God is the most frightening thing. Truth and, and faith in God scare everything out of Marxists who are, whether they're American cultural Marxists in the universities spreading insanity, or whether they are Kim Jong-un or the Chinese party, they have no values except power. They don't care uh, about, is an image, is a human being an image bearer of God? Do I murder them or not? They they don't believe in any of that. They believe in, I want to win. If we don't fight, we're to blame. Bonhoeffer, uh, reputedly, we don't know if he actually said it, but 
you know, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. If you sit back and let people get away with lies and lunacy, it's like letting your, your four-year-old throw a tantrum and win over and over and over again. You are cursing that child if you let them get away with that. You need to stand up to it. And we are dealing with uh, adolescents and children who are physically adults who are trying to sell us insanity. And with all our might and main, we have to stand against it. And we have to say, look, truth is truth. You might not like it, but you can't change it. There are two genders. The Bible says there are two genders. I'm not an agricultural person, but I happen to believe a rooster cannot lay an egg. Call me crazy, but I believe that that is science. If you find a rooster that lays an egg, you let me know. But the fact is that God is in the middle of this. I actually wrote a piece that was posted on foxnews.com uh, talking about does atheism, is atheism the enemy of American style freedom? And it is. American style freedom guarantees religious liberty for everybody, including atheists, because that's what freedom is. But atheism itself undermines the idea of freedom because it basically says, first of all, we don't believe in religious freedom. We don't believe in God. We don't believe in any of that stuff. So if you let us be an atheist here, you know, we, we appreciate it, but we're, we're, there are people who are atheists, I would say, who are good people, who believe in America, who believe in a lot of this good stuff. So I would even say to them that that's why they're confused about their own atheism, because if you follow the dots, atheism leads away from American style freedom. It leads away from actual science. I wrote a book. Some of you list uh, some of your listeners know I wrote a book on Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what the Nazis tried to do. Yeah. The Nazis tried to say, we're going to create our own science. It's going to be race based science sound familiar right it's like gender-based science it's like trans-based science it's it's crazy stuff it's not science but they were basically insisting that there's german science and there's jewish science and we don't want jewish science well if you believe in truth you don't believe that there's this kind of science that kind there's truth and then there's lies and so we really have to fight on every level politically uh in the faith sphere and but i believe by writing this book I'm making the case that rationality is pro-faith. R- rationality is not anti-faith. So the, the new atheists who kept saying that over and over and over again, people say it over and over and over again. You want to say to me, excuse me, that's a slogan. By the way, it's wrong. And I'm not going to buy into it. You're not going to try to divide me from the world of science. And what one of the other things I say in the book, which is crazy, is that not only does science now point to faith? I mean, think about this. Science points to faith. But science itself came out of Christian faith. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. Non-Christian historians affirm this, and I quote them in in, in the book, Is Atheism Dead? They say that Christian faith in the 16th and 17th centuries was exactly what led to the scientific revolution to modern science. So think of the irony that, that Christian faith led to science, science points to God, and you have people still repeating the mantra over and over and over again, science is the enemy of faith, science is the enemy of faith, until it disagrees with them. I mean, it's just comedy. We need to stand firm. We need to fight. The truth is on our side. And if somebody shows me I'm wrong and I'm really wrong, I'll say, okay, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to believe a lie. I will repent and I'll get in line. And I and I think it's time for, for people to understand that there is only one truth, and, and that truth is God and the truth of science and every kind of truth points to God. 
We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Eric Metaxas. The book is, Is Atheism Dead? It's available everywhere. Uh, and we'll continue our conversation when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Choice, 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 Bubba. You hear that all the time. Uh, now, a lot of us feel like we have to tolerate some of the beliefs, like Eric is talking about, uh, with some of the big companies that they really don't represent what we believe in. You're like, well, I don't have anywhere to go. Yep. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Well, I have good news. Patriot Mobile. Uh, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the exact same towers uh, that all the major carriers use. So Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and theirs is 100% U.S.-based customer support team. When's the last time you had customer support and you felt like that you could talk to the person that you were on the line with? More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your value, supports organizations fighting for religious freedom. We're talking about that. Uh, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, uh, and our veteran and first responder heroes. So, yes, you do have a choice, and you don't have to compromise quality. Go to patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code rickbubba. They always have special discounts for veterans and first responders. Uh, multi-line accounts are available. Uh, support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values, uh, but also gives you great service. Uh, so go to patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba. That's patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba. Eric Metaxas is our guest, Bubba, on Rick and Bubba University. Eric, let, let me ask you this kind of from a culture standpoint. Um, we're dealing with issues today that we're arguing about in the public domain, about marriage, about gender, about you know this, about that, uh, that really we couldn't even conceive <laughs> a very few decades ago. Uh, are we dealing with too much time on our hands that we've just been blessed to the point that we've got people sitting around uh, – you know, there's no line from a song that the idle mind is a playground for the devil. Um, but why are we dealing with this now? Do you think it's the fact that people don't have to go out and worry about if they have enough firewood, if they have enough food on the table? Why have we got so squirrely as a society? <laughs> I think it's safe to say that I've done like hundreds, maybe thousands of interviews, and no one until today has asked me, how have we got so squirrely? <laughs> <laughs> That's a highly technical engineering term. This is a big day for me. <laughs> I just, I just I, came I, from I, the Kennedy I, Space Center. Trust me, they have a squirrely problem right now. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I, lo I just love talking to you guys so much I can bust. Well, look, um, I think it's simple. You just That's said one of our words, bust. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm about to bust. Uh, We're turning. I, you know, if I moved down there, I, I would dress different. Whoa. I would hey, come back. and I would convince you guys that I was born. I was born in the holler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so seriously, though, you said it. People don't have to worry about firewood. They don't have to worry about putting food on the table. When you are forced to deal with what's called reality, mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta survive. I got, I gotta get a gun to protect my family from uh, from Indians, uh, from uh, wild from, animals. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is like there was a time yep. when, uh, you know, and I shouldn't even say Indians. I'm, I'm saying like the Indians, the Native Americans were practical. They had to hunt. They had when you are focused on reality, you do not have time for idiotic theories. But when you are an academic 
And when your tenure depends on agreeing with all the other academics who are squirrely, can I use that term on the show? Yes, yeah, you can. You, you're living in an alternative reality. So the bottom line is Americans who, who have a job, who want to keep a job, who want to get a job, Americans trying to raise their kids. When you are dealing with that kind of thing, you're living in what's called reality. When you don't have to do that, Okay, if you're if you're you're single or you don't have kids or you got some some government job or whatever, you can you can live in whatever world you want to live in. And we are so blessed as a nation. We've been so blessed over the decades that many people, exactly as you said, have been able to take their eyes off of reality and just able to enjoy themselves without ever thinking like, oh, by the way, people died so that I could be free. People died. So I could curse whichever president I don't like. People died so I could have religious liberty. People died so that I could live like this and have a free market. We have over the decades, and I think it's it goes hand in hand with the secularization, taking God out of the culture, pushing God out of the culture, believing a lie, that it all, go, it all goes hand in hand. Look, God is the God of reality. He created reality. You can't escape reality, even if you hate reality, even if you fa- hate the fact that you're made in the image of God, you're stuck. Every atom in your body was created by God, made by God. He loves you. He died for you. You, you might not like it, but the point is reality is reality, and reality points to the God of the Bible. Now, I said it before, you can ignore reality, and sometimes people are so blessed by life that they can think whatever they want to think that they have a, either they're getting a a government check or they're getting a a check from the university and they're being paid not to deal with reality. They're being paid to put out woke theories. They don't have to deal with it. Well, most Americans have to deal with reality, have to deal with what, what are they putting in my kid's head? I'm paying taxes and they're teaching my kids stuff that my parents and my grandparents, we all learned something that's the opposite of that. And I'm supposed to elect somebody who's going to continue that? I don't think so. We are waking up. Americans are now, by the grace of God, finally waking up to what's been going on. And we're getting busy. We have been sitting on our hands. And I think that the church needs to wake up. Uh, Every patriot in America needs to wake up and says, we need to fight this war. This is a war against our kids, against reality, against God. And even the people fighting on the other side, they're fighting against themselves. They don't realize it. They're harming themselves. They're creating a world where nobody's going to be happy. And I do believe it comes out of the atheist world view. And that's why when I say is atheism dead, we need to look at the root of all this. Where do these ideas come from? Why is it that Marxist countries that have been unbelievably evil and cruel to human beings, why are they all atheistic? Because the idea of God pushes against that. It doesn't mean religious people can't be bad. It can't, doesn't mean religious people can't be hypocrites. It doesn't mean that some religions can't be flat out crazy, whatever. We're not talking about that. But I am just here to say that these ideas are connected. And unless we start living like the truth is true and stop acting like, well, I apologize for my, you know, my faith or my skin color, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're we're in a war here, and and if we don't understand what is right and true, and lovingly stand up for the truth, and and again, I, I said that there are going to be people who are going to read the, my book is atheism dead, and they're going to think, how 
have I been living right. without realizing that what I believe really is true? It's not just what me and my family believe. It's true. And I'm, why am I apologizing for it? And I and, and by the way, when I, when I want to tell my neighbors about it, that's because I care about my neighbors, not because I'm trying to impose my philosophy on them. So, yeah, there's a lot here. Well, and I think that's why this, this book is so important, because I think that those who oppose uh, belief in God, the, the true atheist, you know, as you mentioned, we even and we interviewed uh, Hitchens, we interviewed Dawkins. Um, uh, we never did interview Singer or any of those that, but we did interview, you know, Dawkins and and Hitchens. And that was that time when all of a sudden the atheists became evangelical. Uh, they they were not dissatisfied with being atheists. You too should be an atheist if you don't want to seem like an idiot. <laughs> and 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 so I think a lot of times with that propaganda, people were led to believe, yes. you know, they were led to believe that it was that they couldn't defend God. And, That's, okay, look. But you realize how funny this is? Yeah. An atheist like Christopher Hitchens uh, and Dawkins, and thank God for my buddy Larry Taunton for for, for debating them and, and introducing me to you guys. But I was going to say that those guys were intellectually unserious. Yeah, Why? If you believe there's no God, okay, and you're logical. They were not logical. They were as intellectually sloppy as a child. You, you, I was astonished, and I take them to task in the last part of my book because I was truly blown away by how intellectually sloppy these so, so-called yeah. geniuses were. If you don't believe in God, then it means there's no such thing as meaning. It means that you trying to convince me of what you believe is a fool's errand. Why do you care? We're all going to die. There's nothing after this world. There's no meaning. In a billion years, no one will care we existed. There's no God. If you believe that, why are you arguing with people, trying to convince <laughs> them that you're – why do you care? Right. It is – it is demonstrably ridiculous, but it actually proves something. And this is what, the, you know, they won't want to hear this. It proves that on some level they know right. you're wrong because you wouldn't argue. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't act like there's meaning and truth if, you, if you're a real atheist. So they were playing us. They sold a lot of books, and I'm here to call them out. It was a, it's just ridiculous. You can have all the criticisms you want of the Bible and Christians. Good for you. That's a conversation. But what they said was just nuts and it led to a lot of people being confused and i said it's about time we we said no that's not acceptable you're totally wrong science is against you and let's talk about it yeah the the, the line i heard that it might have been josh mcdowell that said it the first time i can't remember he said yes it's true that all of us in our in our beliefs in god we we do believe by faith but then he said this and this is what you're trying to show which i think is important Yes, we believe by faith, just but, but the, our faith is based on an incredible body of evidence. Uh, it, it's not just haphazard, you know. I mean, when when I get on the plane, I get on there out of faith. But you know what? I'm also knowing, yeah, these things do crash from time to time, but not very often. It's not like I just walked out and there was something on wings on it, and I said, I think I'll climb into one of those. <laughs> you know, really, yeah, I'm going by faith, but it wasn't like it's uninformed faith. And what you're trying to show everybody is, yes, yes, you have a faith. But, but you can defend your faith because that faith was based on an incredible body of scientific evidence that at one time was never questioned. They, listen, they are playing us. Do you understand? When I get in a car to drive someplace, okay, somebody says, whoa, whoa, how, we, how can you get in that car? Do you even know what a carburetor really is, what it does? Could you rebuild a carburetor? And, I mean, the point is we all in life have a million unanswered questions, yeah. but we know what we know. Right. I get in the car, 
I turn the key and I get to work and I get paid. I'm not going to stand there paralyzed because I'm not sure what a differential is or what kind of a transmission is in it. But they try to game us by saying, but oh, oh, if you have any questions, you're an atheist. It's just the opposite. I know enough to know that atheism is preposterous. Now, you want to talk about questions I have about faith? I probably got more questions than your average atheist. But I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be honest about those questions, and I'm not going to pretend that, you know, you know what it's just like? It's like when somebody says, if you ever had a flicker of same-sex attraction, it proves that you're gay. 98% of your life, it could have been uh, uh, attraction to women, but that 2% it proves you're gay. Like, why does it only work in one direction? If you're logical, you could say, look, a lot of us have a lot of questions, a lot of stuff, but we need to live in the world of reality. In the world of reality... I got questions about the car, but I'm getting in it. I'm going to my job. I'm not going to stand here and lose my job because I have questions about the details of how the car works. It's the same thing with faith and the God of the Bible. We need to get real. And again, that's why I wrote the book. We'll be back. We'll wrap it up with Eric Metaxas when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. Now, Bubba, I'm I'm looking at Eric and and his hair seems to be doing fine. Uh, Our hair seems to be doing fine. But can I tell you something that 80 million men and women experience thinning hair, uh, and, and it, it, people don't talk about it a lot. I thought you were going to say vaccination mandates. No, I wasn't going to say that at all. No. Uh, I'm saying take charge of your hair growth and, and, and take the maybe the next few months to, to spend some time growing thicker, fuller, healthier hair. Why? Uh, you need to use Nutrafol. It's formulated with, with these uh, potent botanicals that help you grow hair as strong as you are. You don't wait till it's too late to start this. You start keeping your hair healthy now. It's physician formulated to be 100% drug free, uh, and and that's the beauty. And on top of the thicker, stronger hair without lasers or chemicals, Nutrafol's ingredients may also help you get a handle on better sleep, uh, stress response, your skin, your nails. Uh, you you may have problem with libido. You and I don't, but but some people do. Pretty good there so far. Yeah. So uh, go to Nutrafol. That's n u t r a f o l dot com. And take their hair, well, uh, hair wellness quiz. You'll find out the state of your hair, and then they'll customize a product, and they'll recommend something that will put power to grow thicker, stronger hair back into your hands. Now, when you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries that you'll, you'll never miss a dose. You do this right from your home. Shipping is free, and you can pause or cancel at any time. So here's what you need to do. If you're ready to grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show, go to Nutrafol.com and use our promo code RICKBUBBA. We're going to save you $15 off your first month subscription. This is the best offer available anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. We get you free shipping, too, on every order. $15 off at Nutrafol. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, uh, and you want to use the code RICKBUBBA. Bubba, we're wrapping up with Eric Metaxas. Only we got about, we got a few more minutes, maybe seven minutes, six minutes. Eric, uh, with Eric. Yeah, l- let me ask you: uh, the country that we all love very divided now. Uh, social media playing a big part of that, I think, uh, driving people apart. Uh, is there a path back to the America that we used to know? Well, I, mean, I think everything. Everybody in America. If you don't want to be a communist atheist, you need to learn how to sing Where Oh Where Are You Tonight? <laughs> Why did you leave me here all alone? Yes, yes. I, I searched, searched the world over and thought I found true love. Then you met another, another and you, you were, were gone. gone. Yeah. That will unite us as a people. 
<laughs> and you know what? I, I am always only half joking, okay? Yeah. This is the greatest country in the history of the world. And we have a lot of crazy people saying that, you know, if you ever watched Hee Haw or if you ever hung out with those kind of people, you're a racist. I want to say most Americans know that's a lie. Most Americans know that all these things we're hearing in our lives, but they don't have a radio program like you do or I do, or, or they don't write books. Or I'm here to say to my fellow Americans, most Americans know what you know. Most Americans know things are going crazy. And when, when we even talk about a divided America, I'm here to tell you, it's not as divided as you think. They want you to think it's divided. So you think, oh, maybe you're on the wrong side of history. Better get with the program. Folks, um, the reason, uh, not, I didn't, not, not just the reason I wrote Is Atheism Dead, but the reason I do everything I do is to tell people, you need to know that most of the country sees what you see, and we need to stand up. If we will stand up, I, 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 in, in my Bonhoeffer book, it's the same story. If the German yeah. people who knew what they knew stood up, they would have defeated the Nazis, but they were afraid. They were There was enough propaganda to let them know, oh, you're the only one that's having these questions. Most people in America know that things have gone crazy, that uh, there are only two genders, two sexes, that we don't want to teach our kids critical race theory. Uh, we, we, we fought a war uh, to end slavery. We ended Jim Crow laws. We had a civil rights movement run mostly by Christians who believe in the God of the Bible that the atheists say is a bunch of folktales. We, we've got to encourage each other. And that's what that's what I try to do on my program, on social media. I should tell people, please go to my website, ericmetaxas.com, because for Speaking Truth, YouTube wiped out my whole TV show program, the radio show, TV show. So if you go to ericmetaxas.com and sign up for my newsletter, you know, I'm doing interviews talking about this kind of stuff all the time. I want to I want to send them to people once or twice a week. We're living in crazy times. It's a war, but it's exciting times because we, we still have freedom. And this is what's so interesting to me. It's like you say we're divided and we all know we're divided, but we still have enough freedom that if the people who believe what is true will use their freedom and speak up and not be shy and not worry about, I mean, if somebody tells you, you better take this jab or you're going to lose your job, that is a moment to say, wait a second, I live in the United States of America and I believe God has my back. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. This is not East Germany. This is not China. Where do you think, what year is it? And where do you think we are? Americans need to stand up. And if we will stand up and know that what we believe is true, just because we have questions doesn't mean it's not true. I really believe we're on the verge of a paradigm shift in America. I believe people are hungry for it. I see it happening. I think the response to my book has, has proved it, but I think that what happened a couple of days uh, ago uh, in Virginia, I mean, people know that the crazy can't continue. You can't spend money you don't have. Joe Manchin knows it. Everybody in America knows this stuff. And I just think we need to stand firm. Uh, I'm just absolutely convinced, really, that we are one America. Most Americans know we are privileged to live here and we love our country. And uh, I, I just have no doubt that if we will pray and we will be courageous, we will prevail. But we need to get serious. Well, well said, ericmetaxas.com. You can go there to get the information because you hear people of faith say all the time, and rightfully so, 
that you know we we removed God from our country. We we left some of the very uh, you know obvious principles of a belief in God. And I think sometimes when people say, "Yeah, you're right, we need to return to God," I think some of this propaganda has convinced some people that maybe He doesn't exist. And, and that's why this book is is important to remind us. No, this this belief in God is not based on some kind of fairy tale. It's actually based on science and a tremendous amount of evidence. So maybe this will be something that will rekindle that faith. So when we say that we need to return to the one and only living God, you can maybe for the first time or maybe for the first time in a while be reminded that he really is who he says he is. And uh, so the book is and called, he's so amazing. Yeah. He's so amazing that you'll be in awe and then you'll realize, yeah. oh, and by the way, the one who created this universe loves me, knows my name, yeah. wants to have a relationship with me. That that That's like yeah. it, it is life changing. It's meant to be life changing. And I'm listen, if this weren't true, we wouldn't be talking about it. This is very, very important. I'm just so grateful for you guys for for understanding this and having an audience that understands this. Eric, thank you. Yeah, ericmetaxas.com. The book is Atheism Dead, available wherever books are sold. Uh, and uh, this would be something that you should add to your arsenal, what you believe you you really, really can uh, defend. And if you don't believe it, then why don't you check into it and see if maybe there's evidence there that might change your mind. Uh, is Atheism Dead by Eric Metaxas. Eric, thanks for being with us. Thank you always, Eric. Enjoy it. I love you guys. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. is the Rick and Bubba show. Watch more at blazetv.com/rickandbubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.